The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Shane Hannan from Off the Ball. Good morning. Morning, Pat. How are things? What a weekend in sport. Oh. I say it every Monday, but <laughs> it is always so. Uh, let's start with the under 20s in South Africa. Yeah, amazing. 31 points to 12 win against South Africa. And uh, amazing in, in the sense that it was 7 0 at half time. And, and you think this is going to be a low scoring yeah. match. And all of a sudden, in the second half, uh, to be fair, Ireland were poor in the first half. That first 40 minutes, South Africa probably dominated and shaded yeah. it. Uh, lucky to go in at the break uh, with the advantage. But then the scrum and the mall took over in the second half. Uh, Sam Prendergast has had some kicking difficulties in this tournament for Ireland, yeah. uh, which is very rare for him. But yesterday he had his kicking boots and even some some uh, crossfield kicks for a couple of the Irish tries. Brian Gleeson, the young Tipperary lad, who I, I know a lot of Tip Hurling fans will be gutted that he, he chose hurling in the end or uh, rugby in the end. He was brilliant again yesterday. Um, yeah. And just generally speaking, for, it's, it's only the second time the under 20s have made the world final. Uh, 2016 being the last time, and that team had the likes of James Ryan and Hugo Keenan and Jacob Stockdale. Yeah. So we're, we're excited about this team. Okay, so another golden generation who have to face France. 100%. And I was watching that France England game yesterday evening, and, and England started out of the blocks very, very quickly. Went, I think it was 17 0 ahead. France came back, as they, as they do tend to do. Uh, and it was a really, really high scoring match 52 31 in the end. France would be a tough test. It was a very close game in the Six Nations between these teams. Ireland won by two points in Musgrave Park. Um, but really looking forward to that final on Friday. Absolutely. Well, well done to the under-20s. Now, uh, Kilkenny and Limerick march on to a, a reprise of the final. Um, it was so close. I mean, Galway seemed to have the game in hand at halftime. They did. 2.24 to 1.18 it ended uh, in Limerick's advantage. And and, and I think Galway will, will look back and, and Henry Shefflin might have a couple of I guess concerns and maybe issues in his own head as to decisions that were made. I know they had, they had two inside in the full forward line. He changed that to one inside when Limerick got a couple of points mm. in a row. But yeah, it, it definitely felt like a game of two halves in the sense that Galway were, were very much, it was there for the taking in some ways, but then the, the intensity, and that word is used for Limerick so often, the intensity just kicked into gear. Aaron Galan for that that goal in five minutes when he leaps out of the air like a salmon uh, to, to take Tom Morrissey's ball and, and bury the ball uh, into the Galway net. Limerick are just supreme, and when you think yeah. this is them without um, without a couple of key players as well, in Declan Hannan and Sean Finn, and of course the the final score it seems emphatic for uh, Limerick against Galway, not so emphatic in fact. I mean, it could have gone the other way, but yeah. it didn't. Uh, Limerick just uh, turned the screws, I suppose. Exactly. Now Kilkenny and Clare, what oh, a thriller! Jesus, I mean Owen Murphy, uh, you can you can send the all star to Kilkenny for him and, and goals for Kilkenny yeah. because that that last save at the end like was just remarkable and the game could have gone to extra time like Clare fans I'm sure will be absolutely devastated uh, Kilkenny much the better team in the first half uh, Shane Amori acting as a sweeper for Clare I think that was a strange decision by Brian Lowen I think he'll mm. he'll reflect on that himself today uh, they, they changed it eventually and the start of the second half Clare come out like dogs I mean three points in the first three minutes yeah. they eventually take a two point lead but Kilkenny yeah. being Kilkenny Owen Cody and his performance was just uh, supreme um, and so, I, like, so it swung very quickly when Kilkenny got a goal yes uh, it, it got the lead and then a point and so it just went <laughs> it was incredible to watch it, I, I was out listening to it you see, and I'm walking the dog and I have to stop yeah it's I can't stressful. keep walking I'm so yeah, excited it, it was too uh, stressful to and even Shane O'Donnell's goal for Clare I mean if that goal had been on a winning team we'd be talking about yeah. it for, for generations now, what about the controversy about the refing Claire feeling they were very hard done by uh, hard to get a free from this ref uh, and then not playing the advantage now the whistle goes and it doesn't matter what happens 
once the whistle goes, you can't have a goal allowed. It just yeah, and that, I think that's the point. Colm Lyons was the referee from from Cork, and I think a lot of Clare fans throughout were probably disappointed with the, with the refereeing and the officiating. I'm not so sure that like, look. They, certainly, there were some decisions where maybe there were frees given to Kilkenny that were a little bit soft, and TJ mm. Reid being TJ Reid puts them over invariably. Um, but yeah, certainly that one that you're talking about, that incident where there's a foul on the backswing and then the ball eventually ends up in the in the net for a clear goal but he had blown the whistle and you could see from him maybe yeah. a couple of Kilkenny players they maybe stopped playing as well yeah, so, but uh, once the whistle goes it doesn't matter exactly that's the problem yeah. you know, and, it, at that point the referee can hold his hands up and say I'm sorry for blowing the whistle but I've blown it now so I have to go back yeah. so it, it's fair enough I think Anyway, I'm sure there'll be lots of uh, post-mortems about that on Off the Ball um, this evening, I'm sure. If, Absolutely. Uh, now, let's talk uh, Camogie and uh, disappointment where they had, uh, I suppose, vindication in the hurling in the Camogie Calic and he bowed out. Yeah, 2.14 to 2.13 uh, on the wrong side of that game against Cork. Uh, strange scenes in, in advance of the game because I think that, that the ladies were told that they could protest these protests that have been happening quite recently with their wearing the jerseys for support. Um Cork went into the dressing room Kilkenny stayed out and they were told that they could do do either go back into the dressing room and change the t-shirts mm. so solidarity I think was was a little bit uh, in the grey area yesterday uh, but the match itself yeah Kilkenny came back into the game a little bit Denise Gall leading that charge but Cork I think deserving um, yeah. and probably had a couple of officiating decisions given against them as well um, so if they had been on the, the wrong side of yeah. that one there would have been uproar uh, and the Tipperary Antrim score ridiculous yeah I'd yeah, 323 to 6 points yeah listen to um, now from Lahinch to Pebble Beach. Yeah. That is an extraordinary story. Well, Anya Donegan, I mean, if you listen to her interviews, she belies her age, 21, and, and she's just someone that, that clearly has a, has a massive career ahead of her. Her first professional tournament, she had her clubs lost on, in advance of this as well, heading over on the flight. Her driver was damaged. I think Ping, her sponsors gave her a... Uh, or a, a club sponsors gave her um, a new driver and she was she just was unbelievable in those first few rounds. She had, she had a howler on one of the holes, I think it was hole nine yesterday, or hole eight maybe. Um, but apart from that, I mean, you saw the scenes at the end, she's hugging Great her parents. Start. And what, a, what a start to her career. Great start. Uh, and uh, Formula One, now it can be like watching paint dry <laughs> and uh, Verstappen won comfortably. Uh, much being made of the fact that two British drivers ended up on the podium. Yeah, and uh, like, like Lando Norris is just... Uh, He's imperious, and yes, I think he spoke yesterday afterwards about going to in 2007 to Silverstone as a kid and watching yeah. Hamilton against Alonso. And now all of a sudden, those two lads are still on the grid, and Lando Norris himself yeah. is battling he, Hamilton he, behind he him. Predicted that he might be the fastest British driver of the weekend, and, he and so wrong. it turned out. Well, on the first straight, like Norris takes a lead in his McLaren, you're thinking it's not going to last. Max Verstappen's car is too fast. Verstappen himself is too is too good a driver. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been a poor season from the neutral's perspective to to get the excitement, yeah. but to see a performance like that from Lando Norris yesterday in the McLaren was brilliant. Yeah. And Hamilton ends up third. Hamilton started seventh, ended up third, which wasn't a bad result given the difficulties that Mercedes have had. I, I suppose uh, to see McLaren uh, rampant again is, is good, but the pack seem to be closing a little bit on Red Bull. Yeah, somewhat. Certainly on Sergio Perez. I, I just think Max Verstappen is... is uh, he can't. He obviously can't be caught this year. Like Mathematically, he can be, but uh, the cars well, are certainly... he has a, a, some sort of a prang and that, that uh, knocks him out for a little while. Exactly. It's over. 100%. And Aston Martin maybe are closing a little bit Mercedes have had their issues certainly and, and, and new t- uh, developments on their car so I'd like to think the gap look Ferrari have a brilliant car it yeah. has to be said but they just have some technical things and decision making maybe in races as well where they've chosen the wrong tyres they've uh, you know they've pitted their two drivers against each other Leclerc and Sainz yeah. so, and they're so two t- great drivers brilliant drivers so I think some, te- some teams are closing the gap but Red Bull still have that advantage Shane Hannan from Off The Ball thank you very much uh, for joining us 
The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.